Well, in Whoville, they say that the Grinch's small grew three sizes that day. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The following program is made possible with the assistance of a grant from SNH Green Stamps. Buff Bourguignon, French beef stew in red wine. We're going to serve it with braised onions and mushrooms and a wine dark sauce. It's a perfectly delicious dish. Oh. Uh-huh. So we could put in a little more tomato paste or a little more thyme. In this case, we're fortunately find it's just right. Now for the thickening of it. Now we want to get our pan hot and we're going to saute it in this first until it's brown and then we're going to put it in this pot in which we're going to cook it in the oven. Now this is going to go in a 325 oven and it should cook very, very slowly just at the bare simmer. And once it's in, except for checking the oven to make sure that it isn't bubbling and boiling. You don't have to look at it anymore. Then all set the soft grain out. And then we simply put the stew back into the casserole. There. You want the flavor of the onions and the beef to all blend themselves with the stew. That's going a little too hard, so I'll put it at the side. There. In about two or three minutes, if you have it in the ice box, you heat it up very slowly and baste the meat with the sauce. And then, and then you cover it and, and simmer it very slowly for about two or three minutes until everything is tender and hot through. Well, now this is ready to serve. Right now. Oh, hi. This is Hannah Lotion, and you're listening to Eat It and Beat It on the Two True Freaks Network. Are you ready for your rub and tug? Hello, welcome to Eat It. Ho, ho, ho. It's our Christmas episode of Eat It. I... I am Ebenezer Food, and I'm joined today with holiday food expert Jib Giblet. Come in and know me better, man. Now, we've already done a Thanksgiving episode. We did. And the problem with doing a Thanksgiving episode and a Christmas episode is like traditionally, as in traditionally in, you know, in our times now. It's a lot of the same stuff. We've covered a lot. We've covered turkeys and stuffings and hams and do we like the spiral hams? Family memories. Mm Mm-hmm. And and all side dishes and stuff. I I'm I'm sure we did the the green beans and the the cream of mushroom soup and the the fried onion casserole and all that stuff. So we decided to 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 dig deeper. 
We're, you know, it all started, I was thinking about, like, you know, the Christmas carols and stuff where you hear about, like, figgy pudding, and you go, what the hell is figgy pudding? I've never had anybody make yep. figgy pudding, and we'll find out why. Visions of sugar plums. What yeah, what the sugar hell plum? is a sugar plum? Yes, yes, it was, uh, so, so we are getting in our Christmas Wayback Machine, and we are going to take you back to some of the stories of forgotten holiday treats and foods that are still around here. Some of these are still around, but some of them have been forgotten. And uh, we are going to resurrect some of these Night Before Christmas references and food that you've always heard about, but you might not know what the hell it is. You, You know what I found out was a big Christmas food? That I did not know. What was mole. That? Mole. Yeah. Well, we've we've gotten into um, tamales, mm-hmm. and and yet yeah, mole is is very 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 big in the uh, Mexican community, and and so are is our tamale making. We actually had one of we had a tamale party on one of our um, mm-hmm. our uh, our. Yeah, uh, two true freaks uh, barbecues out here, and tamales were big on in my family around. We always did tamales around New Year's, however. But yeah, there is big, big, big mole uh, holiday foods, and that's the thing about holiday foods. Now we, at our core, we get a lot of these old, old, old recipes from England because you know we are those damn dirty rebels and and uh when you think of these foods a lot of them come from uh elizabethan times and charles dickens a christmas carol and you hear all of these stuff well the big christmas places like germany and england and the united states are all big christmas spain it's has you know places that have christmas yeah and and one of the good things about us here in the United States is we're a melting pot, man. We can we can get Christmas from all over the world, foods from all over the world. But I, I think that in my research, I could find uh, the most interesting foods maybe and the most foods that we would all be familiar with are going to come from uh, Victorian England. They're going to come from right. that. Uh, they're going to come from... from uh, Dickens time. I was just uh, gonna say Ebenezer. They're all coming yeah. from Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, era. you know, that, that's Elizabethan era. That's what that's what I found mostly uh, that we are gonna dive into. So I, I know that 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 you uh, were looking around, and what what did you come up with uh, as far as a forgotten food? I'll I'll throw the ball in your court or the Christmas ball in your court first well, to see what you can. Uh, one of one of the things uh, I found was a, a big deal was oranges. People were oranges giving oranges at Christmas because oranges at first were insanely rare. They were a yes. de- insane delicacy because you had to bring them from someplace more tropical, especially in England. So you so it was considered you know a big gift to give someone an orange. So they yeah. became sort of a Christmas, uh, Christmassy thing, is you know, something that was giving something rare and expensive and and kind very, of uh, fancy. 
very true. And when I was a kid, I would hear stories about, you know, from older people that, yep, on my Christmas stocking, all I got was an orange, you know. And and we take for granted now the easy accessibility of some of these fruits. Uh, but even when I was a kid, and you too, I'm sure, some of the fruits you didn't get in the wintertime. You couldn't get peaches. You couldn't get plums. You were hard to find. It was hard to find a watermelon uh, until the world got smaller and, and we started growing these things in South America where you could get... Now, they have no taste. Okay, let's be honest. Uh, if you're going to want to buy a decent piece of fruit, you're going to have to go to a farmer's market. But these, you're right. These were hard things to get. And if you could scrap up and save enough to, to put an orange in your stocking truly it would be a really great treat for for a kid who i mean a majority you know think about it probably a lot of people during that time frame in the united states probably never even had an orange because unless you lived in florida or california um they were very tough to come by and we laugh now but these were were big deals the pineapple is another good example of uh of a fruit that no one yeah this doesn't grow all over the place you know imagine imagine how you would even describe the taste of a pineapple to someone that had just brought it to the new world i mean the name suits it perfectly the closest fruit that they could have that they could describe the taste was an apple and if you look at the outside of a pineapple it looks like a pine cone so the pineapple was very exotic and reserved for the only super rich. You can find pineapples carved in people's coat of arms. You can find them in yep. artwork and you know, uh, the sculpted on the side of their houses yeah, and exactly. their castles and stuff. Yeah, that that that's a good one. Well, like Fruit and, and pineapples and oranges and, and <clears throat> stuff like that. They had those thick skins. Yeah, and you could. You could pick them unripe, and and like by the time you got them across, you know, you could. Th- those were the first one, you know, first ones to start making it around the world, just because they had a shelf life on them, you know, of enough time to get them around to other places. Oh, it was just yeah. the getting them around that was. There were other. There was others. You know, everything else like was either something was was something you'd probably want to dry out before you it w- oh, went out to another country there's no way you could get it here i mean let's look at another treat that was saved for the holidays was anything made with a good refined sugar if you could have it mm-hmm. it was worth its weight in gold because people couldn't they they it wasn't available if you wanted sweets you would have to use honey or fig uh, extract, fig syrup. Now, are, are we going syrup. where you think, where I think you're going? Uh, well, yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of, kind of be the the capper. I, I was, I was gonna talk. Okay. People, when refined sugar became cheap enough for people during the summer, during Christmas time, you would get, you know, sugared candies. Now, like a good example of this is the sugar plum. Now, we've all know about. Uh, the night before Christmas and where visions of sugar plums danced in 
in the kids' heads. So And don't forget the think, fairies. There's the yeah, fairies, too. Exactly. And when you think of a sugar plum, what you're going to think of is you're going to think of, okay, well, it must have been a literally a plum that was sugared. But that's not the case. It's always what I thought it was. I always thought it was like sort of like no. a boiled plum with like no, powdered no. sugar it, on it. It, or... it wasn't until recently uh, that sugar plums were actually maybe made with plum extract or they were or they were made with plums themselves uh boiled like you're saying with sugar but a sugar plum was any type of candy that was made with sugar rolled uh, basically in the shape of a plum or uh kind of like an egg mm -hmm. shape and in the middle of it you always had a treat it could be a piece of dried fruit it could be a nut and and these candies are still very very popular in in europe as a matter of fact yep. i just picked up a bag of these See. sugar plum type candies they're just hard as hell you're yep. you're gonna have to suck on them well they call them a comfit yes yes they exactly. were they were comfit you would often like like i guess real a real popular sugar plum had caraway seeds in the uh, caraway seed in the middle of it and it was like a science common, experiment yeah, you would a common ingredient you would take the seed and you would tie a string around it and you would hang it in a in a you know super saturated sugar solution and, and keep, dipping, keep it. dipping it dipping it and dipping it dozens and dozens of layers of it until you got a little candy with a and with a uh with a little uh, seed and, and you know they usually like things like um anise seeds or caraway seeds like little breath fresheners at the end of a dinner you know something yeah. with a little bit of a little oily indian, flavor to it you if know you go to an indian restaurant yes you'll get caraway seeds in, in, a, yep. in a handful of chut or whatever it's yep. called and you can kind of such simple times when kids would be happy with sugar plums i mean god you know now if you give your kid a heart now they need them candy. screaming yellow zonkers and shit yeah. like that <laughs> you need a gummy you don't give your kid a gummy he's gonna he doesn't want a fucking sugar plum i mean come on let's I, you know hey i mean i you gotta admit if you had gummies back in in those oh. days the kids everybody would be very happy about having they wouldn't be like you know fie on this devil's gun well maybe they would i don't know <laughs> maybe they would this is the devil's work i tell you yeah, but this this is just too forthright in its sexuality yeah it, it, yeah <laughs> the seriousness of this candy is beyond the pale and it will make women horny we must be gone with it forget it and walking down the street fondling their gummies and We'll get into the fondling later, for God's sakes. But the sugar plum is another thing that was not what you think it is. Uh, I, I've always been fascinated by, uh, now we all know Nat King Cole's 1946 The Christmas Song, you know, where they speak of chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Now More chestnut, yeah, uh, chestnut. Chestnuts are something that we don't see too much anymore in this country. Uh, but I'm nope. a big fan of the chestnut. We had a few chestnut trees in my town. Did you? Mm -hmm. That goes to show that is one of the reasons why at one time any city here on the East Coast, 
you could you would smell the chestnuts roasting around this time of year. It, it was just it was synonymous with Christmas, and you can still find this in Europe. I, I just saw a couple of chestnut vendors the other day in Lisbon, and and the smell, and it just it just says Christmas. Now I don't know. Have you had a roasted chestnut before? Yeah, my my grandparents had a chestnut tree in their back. You know, back in the old days. Back in the old old days, like the actual old days before me, and like, you know, my grandparents probably, probably into into the 50s, but not much beyond the 50s. Chestnuts were, I mean, they they dumped food off them, and they were inter like city planning would put chestnut trees around town, to. Oh yeah. They, they were many... a valued they were a valued thing in a town, and is having nice chestnut trees, How and they many... but. How many but streets are still named Chestnut Road, Chestnut yeah, right. Lane, Chestnut? But as they're popular big as ass trees, <laughs> beautiful in their beautiful, beautiful trees. trees now, but a chestnut, big. when it falls from the tree, it falls in like this spiky sea urchin type covering that that you have to to uh, break off, and there's your chestnut. But they were such an important part of American cuisine. Until, until, suddenly in 1904, a gardener noticed that his, in New York, noticed that his chestnut trees were suffering from this strange type of blight. And what happened was they traced this back to a, a variety of Asian chestnut that some asshole had brought to Long Island. Well, this chestnut had this disease that within 40 years yep. wiped out practically every chestnut tree yep. in the United States, except for a couple of genetic freaks that were still able to to be around. Now, I'm, take, I'm thinking the chestnut tree that you grew up with might have been a grafting of, of another uh, resistant chestnut tree, but we are looking at the chestnut tree here on the East Coast was prevalent. It was the most pop. It it, it, it was yeah. a tree. There were forests full of chestnut trees. They were the main source of food, not only for people, but for the passenger pigeon. It's one of the reasons why the passenger pigeon died off because it couldn't. The chestnut trees died off, and of course they taste delicious. Passenger pigeons, and we shot a lot of them, but uh, chestnuts. Uh, were a very very important part and you can still find your chestnuts in your grocery stores today and as a connoisseur of the chestnut like i am stay away from chestnuts that come from anywhere other than uh italy and if you can find some that are grown in the united states okay but if they do not say where they are grown they are from China or Korea, and they're monstrously big chestnuts, and they are horrible. They have no taste. Uh, stay away from buying them. If you can't get your hands on a good Italian chestnut, uh, don't don't even bother because it's not worth it. Uh, do you remember how you guys used to cook the chestnuts? I think you used to roast them in the oven. Yeah, exactly. You can you if you're selecting a chestnut. Find the hardest chestnut you can find. Go through that bin, dig your hand in there, touch them. You want one that, that feels like a rock. Any chestnut that gives a little bit is dry and not worth your, your time. 
you can buy a little chestnut knife, which I have, which is kind of a cool little knife with a hook on it. It's a small little knife. Cut yourself an X in the chestnut. Uh, you're going to want to throw them in the oven at about 375 degrees for maybe 20 minutes until you see them start to peel open. And you can poke the chestnut and it gives no resistance. It goes all the way through. And let them cool down and delicious. Peel them, eat them. They'll make you fart like a son of a bitch. So that's one thing. They I don't remember you. that part. Yeah, I don't. Well, remember. you probably didn't eat enough of them to uh, to make you to make mm -hmm. you fart. But you can you can put them in a jar and fill the jar up with honey, and they'll infuse this wonderful chestnut sweet flavor uh, into the honey, and it's it's delicious. So I I recommend that if you can get your hands on any chestnuts this time of year, uh, go ahead and do so and and try them. They're an important part of American uh, culinary history. It's a shame that they're not around anymore and that they've fallen out of favor. But if you can get your hands on one, get them, try them. I guarantee that you will love them. So you ever heard of uh, stargazy pie? Stargazy pie? No, I have not heard. Sounds I, delicious. It sounds like some like Harry Potter food. I, I take it that you have done a little research on the stargazy pie. Yes, this I I like this one. Although I probably would, I definitely wouldn't not like to eat this one. It's a pie, but it's a fish pie. Really? And inside, it's basically fish with uh, hard-boiled eggs and uh, an apple cider as the main flavorings. I'm sure you know you salt and pepper it and and everything like that. But you cook the fish in there, but you save all the heads, and you have. Oh my God! You I have, have six, six to eight heads sticking out of the it, crust, right? Sticking out of the crust, yes. looking up, staring up at the star, gazing at the stars. So it's like a pie with with some people do it with like the head sticking out one end and the tail sticking out the other end, but they don't have the whole fish just laid in there. They just have the cut off head and tails. This is still eaten in Britain, I believe. That's where you can find these stargazing that's, pies. That's where it sounds like they would eat it. They're, you know, all perfect. this stuff, I can, I'll can, see it being eaten here in America at some point, but for oh, yeah. reasons, falling out of style. Falling out of favor. <laughs> uh, when you're thinking about meat pies, um, mince meat pie now is usually a concoction of raisins, nuts, sugars, dried fruit. Yeah, uh, yeah. But at one time, we were a very, very big savory pie uh country around the holidays a mincemeat pie was actually meat uh mixed with sugar or honey and of course it was cooked before and you made this filling often with raisins and you would put it in a pie and mincemeat pie real mince now you can still have mince pie it sounds it's, delicious like a pork yeah. mincemeat pie sounds like yeah. it would be d d delicious i've had something similar to it um some members of my wife's family make a make a meat dressing that goes really well in a pie uh but you do have to add a little bit of sugar it's a savory dish that um that's also fallen out of favor over the past years um one one thing that's still around but gets a lot of flack, and I may have mentioned this on our last Christmas show, is the fruitcake. I I'm one of the guys that loves fruitcake. 
a good fruitcake. There are plenty of bad fruitcakes out there, and they deserve everything they can get. But a fruitcake made right is, to me, absolutely delicious. Now you I may never got. I may never have gotten one made right. I've never no. been a fan. It's you know it's it's um you can candy your own fruit. A lot of the problem is you're buying these candied fruits that that are sugary and they have no taste. Uh, there's a recipe out there that I've been using for years. I, it's actually called Paul Bryant's Fruitcake. It's on the web, it's interwebs. Um, candy's his own fruit. You soak the raisins in, in rum. All the fruit gets soaked in rum for, God, as long as you can soak this stuff in rum for. And yeah, you, you make it and uh, you See, a, a fruitcake is like a wine. It needs to be seasoned. You put it in a tin and you brush a mixture of Jack Daniels and honey that you have heated on the stove over the fruitcake. And you do this for a week. Every day, you season this with this Jack Daniels honey mixture. It's not dry. It's not moist. It is, to me at least, I love a good fruitcake. And I'm a freak, but I still make... I make a few fruit cakes every year, um, and I have a a uh, brother-in-law that just goes crazy if I don't send him a fruit cake. But but you know it, it's easy to say you hate it, but try and find a good, dense, moist fruit cake that actually somebody puts some love into, and uh, and and I, I think it might change your mind. I really do. I really do. But, well, uh, here's another I, one that was a big deal that I'd never heard of at some some point and f- fell out of favor. And this one was, I guess, like, <clears throat> pardon me, this this one was like I was finding this in all different countries and areas. It was basically uh, creamed onions. Ooh. And you would boil and boil on on- boil a hell out of onions with raisins and basically some salt and pepper and sugar and you would just cook it till it was a sauce and then at the end you would add egg yolk to it see i can see that because and they were they they were like add it to any kind of meat and wherever you're they would be like wherever you you have a sop so anytime you have anything bready it was so it was basically like a gravy that was, but that was the Christmas, one of the Christmas styles of gravy was like a, almost pure, it was almost like a pure onion puree, really, you know? Well, I mean, you know what happens when you, when you cook onions slow over heat, they're going to caramelize and, and they're going to lose all of that sulfur type of onion, which I love. I mean, I love. Yeah. I mean, you, it, basically, you just quarter an onion and you're just yeah. cooking it in water till it just liquidates. You're cooking the shit out of it, and it's just, all it's it's, it's going to get probably sweet. And depending on what else you add to it, I can see that as being very very good topping for for meats uh, like the goose. We we talked about the goose last year. Uh, the turkey it's, is I'm, king. I'm thinking it's like sort of like just an onion version of. Um, of um oh what's up bernay sauce yeah yeah i would definitely try that 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 is something that i would go for i mean it's it's very victorian i can see them they they had wonderful sauces that they would do this year 
around this time of year, such as the brandy and hard sauces. Now, we don't really make hard sauces anymore, but what hard sauces were was you had to uh, usually use butter, lemon extracts, vanilla, uh, powdered sugar, and brandy. And the beautiful thing about this sauce is after it's cooked down, uh, it you pour it over whatever dessert you're having, uh, maybe a Christmas pudding, and it becomes hard. And, mm. if, and if you watch uh, a Christmas Carol, any you know any Christmas Carol that's worth its weight, you can see uh, Bob Cratchit breaking into the Christmas pudding, tapping it with a spoon, and breaking into it. And it's because it has this this brandy, this this uh, brandy and hard sauce. We don't make hard sauces. Uh, too much anymore, but something that I would really, really like to try. I mean, the Victorians had a great time at, at Christmas. They had, I mean, not that we don't, but I, I guess all I know about what they did was a Christmas Carol. But uh, they had fun games and drink wassail. Now you know the song. Here we go, a come a wassailing and. Well, a, a wassail is a drink made from uh, beer, basically, uh, and spices. It's kind of like a mulled wine, but it's not mulled wine. It's a wassail. And uh, you can even throw some brandy in there, even rum, and always had fruit, usually apples. And think of it as a British version of sangria. Mm. Uh it, it was kind of known as, as your your uh, your Christmas bowl. Now, uh, Scrooge actually uh, mentions to Bob Cratchit that, well, we're going to give you a pay raise, and why don't we meet up later and uh, over a uh, a Christmas bowl? Well, the Christmas bowl was a type of uh, a wassail that was uh, popular in Victorian England. And uh, here's actually what, what Scrooge says. He says, a Merry Christmas, Bob, said Scrooge, with an earnestness that could not be mistaken as he clapped him on the back. A merrier Christmas, Bob, my good fellow, that I have given you for a many a year. I'll raise your salary and endeavor to assist you in your struggling, fa- you and your struggling family, and we will discuss your affairs this very afternoon over a bowl of smoking bishop now smoking bishop oh dear yes well smoking bishop was uh it was made with pork red wine lemons oranges if you can get them sugar spices like cloves uh the citrus fruit was first it was roasted so you caramelize it and all these ingredients were warmed together and uh there's a a, uh, a myth that says that it's got its name. Uh, that, well, the bowl was in the shape of a uh, bishop's hat, which is called a mitter. So uh, that's why it was called a smoking bishop. And when it got cooled down, they would take a red hot poker from the fire and just shove it in the bowl so that it would once again bubble up and. This is a tradition that uh, you're, I know you're not much of a drinking man, but this is something that I would definitely like like to try. And uh, if you ever wanted to try it, this is an 1845 recipe, uh, kind of modernized. Now you can take a lemon, the rind of a lemon, and stick some cloves in it. Roast a lemon by a slow fire. 
put equal but uh, amounts of cinnamon, clove, mace, allspice, and ginger in a saucepan with a half pint of water. Let it boil. You got that lemon in there. And then you add a bottle of port wine and let it burn a little bit to get some of that alcohol out of it. And uh, then you would throw in that the lemon and stir it and let it boil for 10 minutes and rub a few knobs of sugar on the rind of the lemon before you do this. And uh, that was your, your flaming, your smoking bishop, which I, I, I think was a... I, I, have you ever had a mulled wine or any of those type of Christmassy type No, drinks? no. Uh, I've, never I've had, had mulled cider before. Yeah, mulled cider I, I really like. If it's, if it's good cider with some good apples like from up where you... We, where I grew up, we had a great cider mill down the street. So about this time of year, you would literally go to the cider mill and you you would look, be looking through a, a plexiglass window at them crushing, just dumping apples into a big crushing thing, and then you would oh. you would you would go, you would either bring your own gallon jugs or you could go buy ja- gallon jugs from them and just fill them up out of the t- fill it up out of the tap as it was getting, you know, I mean, fresh made. Any anyone out there that you know has apple juice at home, maybe for your your kid or something. Not the uh, same. There, there is such a difference between apple juice and cider. You wouldn't, you know, the apple cider. You'd say, oh, it's just apple juice, but, but it's really not. It is, it is just literally the juice pressed from the apple, and that's it. There's been no clarification, no pasteurization to this. It actually can about, have a shelf life. It, it goes, in, it goes in. Um, I think when they make apple juice, they skin it first. This cider goes in, skin it all. You know, my father always used to try and gross us out and be like, oh, you know how many bugs are in there? And everybody's like, yeah, <laughs> you know what? We don't care. Well, because fresh Burville cider was oh, perfect. Oh, God. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know the taste of an apple cider, right? It's it's my we um, you can buy. It's liquid apple. Yeah, it is. Look, look, look into some recipes if you're out there and you want to try this of some mulling spices. Now you can make mulling spices yourself, or you can order them. Or most stores, uh, high-end type of grocery stores, uh, will have mulling spices. They come in a little bag, usually, like like a tea bag, and you can just heat up your apple cider in uh, and put the mulling spices in there. Some people use a crock pot and let it go uh, for a while. Uh, I really like it. I mean, I love eggnog, but I feel so freaking guilty uh, drinking eggnog because it is just probably one of the worst things for Yaka, but it's so good. But a cider, that's something I can drink in the wintertime and get a lot of enjoyment out of it. But uh, how about a Victorian drinking game? Now, we play uh, beer pong, you know, but these fuckers, they had it down pack. Have you ever heard of Snapdragon? No. Snapdragon or Flapdragon. It was a parlor game. And what they would do is played in the wintertime, particularly on Christmas Eve. So brandy was heated and placed in a shallow bowl. So far, so good, right? So you got this hot brandy. And then raisins were placed in the brandy. And you lit the whole thing on fire. And the object of the game was well 
it, it was it made this eerie blue fire that was kind of dancing across the top and the object of the game was to pick the raisins out of the burning brandy and eat it and try it not to get burned i mean holy shit <laughs> I mean, yeah, I see you... why they we don't do that anymore. Yes, it has fallen out of favor. Uh, yeah, definitely. The smell of burning arm hair must have been just yeah. horrifying. <laughs> I mean, I guess give me beer pong or or uh, or uh, you know a couple of shots with a toast, but I'm gonna have to pass on the uh, Snapdragon game because that's definitely something that we don't we don't have anymore. Later on, it was. Uh, it made it to this country for a while, but it wasn't done on Christmas. It was usually done around Halloween, or maybe on the twelfth night of Christmas, which um, Christmas was actually celebrated over a length of days. I mean, twelve days, as you know from the song. Uh, and even Latins, they even have uh, oh God, what is the holiday called? It's the it's when the wise men came and and. So it's a big deal. The wise men came to give presents to the baby Jesus. Uh, it's it's a big day for Latins around New York, where they they make coquito, which is probably the best goddamn eggnog I've ever had, made with coconut milk and uh, real coconut milk, not you know not um, not the clear stuff that you can drink. This is the the white stuff. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the coco loco that you would make drinks out of but anyway whatever i can get my hands on that's got real strong rum in there great great drink uh and and really good but i i, I would like to, to celebrate christmas over uh 12 days i think that would be kind of kind of fun we you know we do christmas eve and christmas and after that you get that that christmas letdown uh when christmas is over because i i really like this time of year and well Normally, uh, this would be where, unless you have something else that you wanted to throw out there that that, that no, this this we, is where our little elf on the shelf, George yeah, Leonard Herder, would be popping this is out. Where we, yeah, this is where we would uh, bring out our good friend George Leonard Herder, and and do a Herder recipe. But you know, last year we did the Herder recipe for eggnog, which actually contained vanilla ice cream melted. Uh, man, it was great. But in the three volumes of Herder's book, I could not really find anything else Christmassy, with the exception of the Virgin Mary's favorite recipe for cream spinach, which I was not really going to do. So I decided to, with a little help from you, because it was the first thing that you had mentioned when we were talking about obscure foods. Figgy pudding. I believe your name, your, you put it uh, something like, what the fuck is figgy what pudding? What is figgy pudding? Now, I set out to answer this question. Now, it, it now, puddings, as we know puddings today, it's not the Bill Cosby stuff that we're talking about. We're going to no. go back to England, where a pudding in England is any, it's a, a sweet that is made with flour basically all of the same ingredients it's like a super moist delicate pastry or something well it it has just about every ingredient that you would have in a cake but the thing about this is you boil this you put it in a special sack and you boil it it can take up to three hours of boiling to get this to cook and then you you take it out of the sack and that is what 
a pudding is. Uh, maybe Andrew Leyland is probably kicking himself or kicking the table because I've got this wrong. But it's uh, that's a pudding, and that's what you would pour that hard brandy sauce we were talking about over it. Um, I've never had one. Uh, I would love to try a real pudding, but a figgy pudding is actually it's a cake more like what we would like what we know of cake to be right. um so i i did i did a little bit of digging it wasn't too hard to find but i had to find a recipe most of it was made with beef suet which is the fat that surrounds the kidney of of cows very difficult to find here easier to find across the pond uh expensive uh it it, it uh, it was a main ingredient in cooking that we don't use it here because it's so expensive. But I've never had it. I would love to try suet. We had um, farms nearby. Suet was so common that people just put it out for the birds. Yeah, you would put bird seed in it and uh, and put it on pine cones and let the birds go out there and, and pick at it. But go nuts over it. Yeah. yeah, we never we never uh, we never really got into it well we did our forefathers did of course at first but it fell out of favor with uh when we found other fats that we could use but an english traditional figgy pudding as in bring me some figgy pudding oh bring me some figgy pudding bring me some figgy pudding bring it right now um steeped in english tradition this figgy pudding is sure to excite even the ebenezer screw types with its sweet fruity taste and spectacular flaming presentation now i set out today to buy i had every ingredient for this with the exception of dried figs and chopped dried pitted dates uh figs another big holiday food dried figs were dates not so much uh, they're a kind of a middle eastern thing they were brought to england uh because my grandmother always made colonies. date bread at, at christmas date bread is good I, I i happen to like dates if if you can get your hands I on most dates. most of the dates you're going to find at the supermarket uh they've been around a while they get that kind of crystallized uh sugary coating on them that's fine they're still good they've just been sitting there because they're not as popular as they once were in the yeah they were probably really popular up until maybe the late 50s or the 50s then they started to fall out of favor uh but this recipe contains seven ounces of chopped figs dried figs seven ounces of chopped pitted dates they're a bitch to chop uh they stick to your knife and two cups of water one teaspoon of baking soda half a cup butter softened one cup of dark brown sugar two eggs two tablespoons of dark rum two and a half cups of all-purpose flour a teaspoon of cinnamon a teaspoon of baking powder and then you're going to make this topping for it which is about a half a cup of butter a cup of brown sugar and two-thirds cup of dark rum that's going to be a toffee sauce so in a small saucepan bring water and the dried fruits to a boil and boil them for five minutes then you take them off the heat and you throw in that baking soda and it's going to froth up it, it was kind of cool to watch the baking the baking soda just made this stuff froth up and you let it cool for 20 minutes 
After that, you throw all that into a food processor and you process the hell out of it until it becomes a very smooth paste. Now you're going to take your oven and do it to 350 degrees and you're going to cream your butter and your brown sugar. You're going to add your eggs and your dark rum and you're going to beat the hell out of this shit. And after that fruit mixture is cooled, you're going to mix it all together in a bowl and then you're going to shift in, uh, sift in your flour, cinnamon and baking soda and you're going to fold it in there so that there's no streaks of flour. Don't overmix it. Now you're going to grease a bunt style pan and I happen to have this really cool collection of really old fruitcake bunt pans. I mean, these are the ones that don't even have any like nonstick on them. They're really old. They're cool. I use them this time of year, but you've got to really butter these things up and put some flour in there. Now you fill the batter about two thirds away uh, full and then you're not totally boiling. We well, are boiling it, but you're putting it in a larger dish in the oven and you're filling that up halfway so that it kind of covers. It's not totally covering your bundt cake pan, but it's about halfway there. And you're going to bake this for about three hours because it's going to cook, but the water is what's doing the cooking. It takes a while. Uh, don't overbake it. You take it from the oven, you let it cool. Then you're going to make that sauce, that uh, toffee sauce, pour it over the top of it. You unmold it on a dish. And then to dazzle your guests, you're going to flambe it. You're going to drizzle dark rum over the top. Yeah. And you're going to light it with a lighter. This is our second flambe on Eat It and Beat It, isn't it? We did something else where we lit You had a drink where you flambe it. Yes, that's right. I did have a drink where I flambate it, flambate it. So I have the piggy pudding here and I've sent you a picture of it. And I think that you can, you can say that it was a pretty good looking, uh, pretty good looking little cake. Yes. So I am going to, I am actually going to try and film this for prosperity. Cause I'm, you know, we, and for insurance purposes, of course, if it goes awry, you might as well have it on film and at least get a viral video to. Oh yeah, maybe I can. Kicks. To, yeah, to your GoFundMe to pay for your exactly. skin grafts. All right, so we're gonna post this later. I'm going to actually pour my dark rum over. You probably can't hear it. But I don't know if I'm gonna pour. I don't know if I'm gonna pour the two-thirds cup because <laughs> yeah, that's I, a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is a lot. So now I've got my yeah. I've got I've got my little thing of water here just in case something goes awry. Come on, so Super Dave Osborne. <laughs> yeah, let's see. What, <laughs> Okay, well, does not want to light. Maybe I gotta, maybe my rum isn't strong enough. Okay, well, it didn't light on fire, but it does have a nice coating of rum, which is probably best because we don't want to have any type of <laughs> exploding. So I'm, I'm gonna cut a slice right now of the figgy pudding. 
I was hoping that it would have erupted in flames, but it's probably not the best idea. So let's let's uh. It's all for the best. Yes, it is. Okay. Well, it it's got a nice um, it's not overcooked, like they said not to do. So I was very careful. You can that toffee on top of it is really really nice. Here it is. It's come out. It's really it's very dense okay uh you don't see any chunks of raisins or dates because we pureed the hell out of them so here we go with the uh figgy pudding all right is it like bread pudding almost like in consistency is almost how i picture it i know it's not though Mmm. Man, I gotta tell you. This is really fucking good. It is super, super moist because it was cooked in that water bath. Uh-huh. Um It's not you can't really if you were to give this to me and tell me ask me what's in it. I I'm getting a little crunch from the seeds of the of the fig. Right. But, man, I wish you were here to taste this because this is the toffee on the outside and the rum I poured over it. It's not overpowering it. It, It's sweet, uh, but it's not really sweet because of the um, because of sugar sweet. I, it, it, uh, as a matter of fact, it didn't even take any sugar. Oh, I took one cup of dark brown sugar. Yeah. So it, it's sweet from the fact that that. Um, Figs and dates are really sweet. But, no, it's really good. Figgy pudding. Damn it. I can see why. And that butter toffee on the top of it just makes oh, it Oh, you can't better. go wrong with butter toffee, man. Wow. That is, that is good. Old George Leonard Herter, eat your heart out because uh, this should be in your, in your recipe. So, um, yeah, if uh, you can get this recipe at nittygrittylife.com backslash figgy pudding, uh, if you want to try and make it yourself. It is a little bit of work, but, you know, once you get past all the mixing and everything, you just throw it in the oven and the water bath. It's easy after that, but... I'm yeah. like truly surprised that Herder didn't have like Joan of Arc's figgy pudding or something like that. I was very surprised. Very disappointed. Well, but I am not disappointed in the figgy pudding, and I am not disappointed in our discussion of forgotten holiday favorites. Um, I, I, I think that worked. It came out really good. I hope everyone learned a little something. Yeah. Bring well, some I hope back. they get ready to learn a little something else because well, yeah, there's I'm more looking, learning to I'm, be done. Did you did you plant any type of grass or moss in the green room because it's I'm I mean it literally is green oh, what wait it, it's moving yeah something's moving in there you don't uh, want yeah I don't I don't know what that is but uh ooh, it's a mean ooh. one yeah yeah I guess they call it the green I guess we know now why they call it the green room but uh I'm gonna take my um figgy pudding and uh, sachet on out of here, and uh, let uh, let whatever the uh, let the green out, whatever the hell is going on in there. 
it ought to be pretty festive and pretty interesting. What do you say? I'm I'm ready. I as ready as I'm gonna be. All right. Let's do it. We'll be right back. Well, you come home from work and you're tired and pissy. You're dirty and horny. It's hard to be Christmassy. Would you like to know the most wonderful place you can go? Ho, ho, ho! It's me, Maury Santa Clawhammer, from Maury's Adult Novelty Emporium and Marriage Counseling Center, just south of the Demonzaville town line. This year we've coughed up enough Christmas cheer to cover half the county in the stuff. Come check out our bargains on Xmas Jingle Merch. I'll bet that special lady in your life would like her stocking stuffed with the Peter North Pole, an authentic life-size replica protuberance. Oh, you know she likes it. Ladies, melt the snow on your husband's loins with over 20 variations on trashy, one-use edible Miss Claus outfits. And did I say we have activities? Oh, we got activities. Get down on your knees and bob for apples in our sexy eggnog pool. Except you ain't bobbing for apples. You won't know what prize you're getting until it's in your mouth. So come on down and get your jingle jangle on. Sorry, no Christmas trees this year. The Boy Scouts aren't coming back after last year's incident. That the press blew all out of proportion and I told everybody it was a bad idea in the first place. Hello! Ho 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 holy shit, it's time for Beat It, a podcast of porn. And it's Christmas time, so it's Christmas time porn. I am Jolly Old Saint Dick, and I am here with renowned voyeur Bahu Foray. <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm just watching. <laughs> so, this is another search the internet video porn sites for, for specific. Things which is always a crapshoot. Oh, and it is. We've done it before, and who could forget such uh, uh, spontaneous uh, search engine classics as "Giant Girl Destroys Nerds uh, Electric Train Set"? I mean, right? Come on. Correct. That's how we found all that that fun stuff. That was many subgenres and stuff. So we figured Christmas time would be rife. And we were getting all excited. We were like, dude, we'll do Christmas. We'll do Hanukkah. We'll do Kwanzaa. Hell, there's got to be Festivus porn out there. Well, it turns out it was a little harder. It wasn't hard to find Christmas porn because if you put up the word Christmas or Santa into, you know, a porn video website search engine... You're going to get thousands and thousands and thousands of videos, but they're basically the same videos of gangbangs, you know, your stepsisters, lesbians. Throw a Santa hat on somebody. Everybody's got a Santa hat on, or there's a Christmas tree at the background or something. It's it's just the same video with a Christmas set or, or Santa outfits. 
you know, the, 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 the fat guys on the porn set get to get laid around Christmas time. And to, to be honest, I'm, I'm not going to wade through a ton of that stuff because it's no. just like it, you, you already know what it is. Yeah. Leave so it to you. You did a good job and picked out. The, I found I found three. I found three. Well, this all started because we realized there were quite a few Grinch videos. Oh. And, uh, you know, uh, the, what was the name of the... The one, uh, like how the I saw one called "How the Grinch Gaped Christmas," <laughs> and most of them are just some guy in a, a, a Grinch mask or bad grease paint on or something. But there was one actually, just it was like XXX Grinch parody. Yep, and it was everywhere. It's about thirteen minutes long, Which and is they just long it, enough. They went all out. They used the makeup from the Jim Carrey Grinch movie yep. and got a porn actor who could reason to be. He's selling it. He's uh, he's living it. He's do he's being the Grinch. They and, put some, uh, they put some time into the into the. Oh, makeup, the, the, the who's makeup? The the who parents have the noses, the weird upturned no like weird like parody of british royalty he knows yeah 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 <laughs> the and uh you know the hairstyles and the weird who outfits so they really they they put some money into it and i gotta say it is fairly surreal you know i, I it starts out with mommy and daddy who enjoying their you know marriage bed and but they, they they generally talk like who's except with weird midwestern accents yeah and so, one thing i liked about it was when you when you first turned it on the opening credits looked like it could be a uh, nbc holiday special or a hallmark channel movie something that, that you would gather yeah, the kids around to see you know they put some time and effort and money into it yeah yeah and uh, you know i mean the grinch is beloved i mean 1957 is when the book came out and and dr seuss you know we, we all grew up with the cartoon i mean who like i always knew that we were going to hit you know this type of porn what would you call this uh type of porn uh, we were you know we were we figured that somewhere down the line we'd probably do like superman or superheroes or whatever star mm -hmm. wars i never dreamed that the first one would be a parody beloved, porn yeah parody porn would be a beloved uh you know character that we all know and love like the grinch but it's out there man you can find everything i mean the 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 grinch not only you know he i'm surprised they don't have all the class i don't surprise they don't have oh have God. Frosty the Snowman. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. You know. I mean, and, uh, how and many um, peanuts? How many, uh... You know, all of them doing the peanuts dance and stuff. <laughs> Charlie Brown. He Charlie Brown's got the smallest dick of all of them. How many and a Christmas? They, they decorate it, and it turns out really nice. How many Ebenezer Scrooge horns do you think there are out there? I couldn't days? find any. You I didn't, could not, oh, really? I could not find any Ebenezer Scrooge. How, you know, I mean, how how much potential is any all the Chris? Uh, 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 
why don't they have a Christmas story one with the father and the mother, you know, oh, and, absolutely. Like, and the, the leg, you know, a gag about the leg or something, you know, the three wise men come in and join yeah, the, the guy party. Gets, yeah. And the, and the kid is this really this 30 year old porn actor and he gets his dick stuck to the, to the flagpole outside. Yeah. And that's, I, that's the porn gag in it. They, yeah. No, it didn't much, exist. I mean, they did. They did take heavily from the Jim Carrey uh, movie, mm-hmm. which is this has always creeped me out. Which well, yeah, but they're both live action, so it's yeah. Like... Which which uh, which makes it even creepier to me. I mean, you had the you had the, the synopsis right. I mean, the Grinch hates Christmas, he, but he does wear an "I Love Christmas" sweater. Uh, he's got a full-on green fur costume and. Uh, Pretty good mask, uh, with the exception of you know his mouth area is is done. The palm of his hands are white. They didn't quite do the green down there, but uh, it looks like it was filmed in a model home, you know. And and you're right, the Who's are up there, banging away and pretty sexy mama Who, you know. Uh, While the Grinch and, steals their Christmas presents. Yeah, they. I, I thought that the, that the Who makeup made them look like uh, some Star Trek aliens, you know, from the next generation. Like yes. Nimbus Prime or something. Who knows where the hell. Uh, but the makeup held on as they were going on, you know, as they were banging away. And and uh, they had some tramp stamps on them, you know, tattoos. and They had their tattoos and stuff. They're, you know, they're just your, they're, they're familiar porn actors and actresses, yeah. but, oh. you know, they're, but they're playing their parts. They're, they're, they're like this weird, they're talking oh, in like baby yeah. talk and. Oh yeah. Uh, the, uh, the daddy who was like, Oh goodness. Before he starts what I like to call the who hammering, because that's what, <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> you know, he's really going at it. And all of a sudden I was, call it the roast beast. Yeah, <laughs> the roast beast. Roast beast mode. <laughs> he goes, well, did you hear something downstairs? And and this is where... This is where things start to get... This is where little, things, little, yeah, little start bit, to... Turn the creepy level up is... I mean... That's well, that's where, you know, as we know the, the story, the, 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 uh, the Grinch's festivities of theft are... are cut short by cute little Cindy Lou, the little little yeah, tiny girl Cindy who thinks Lou he's Santa. Who, although she's and, not that tiny. I always kind of think it's weird when you, when you have Cindy like, Lou is over 18. Let's just yeah, say that oh, right yeah. now in this version of the, the uh, she's not dressed. She's she, that's the most that's the point, that's the creep outest moment in the whole movie is when she's just behind him rubbing her eyes and it looks yeah. like a little, little girl like it looks like Cindy Lou from the the cartoon, and yeah. it's just like, no, oh, Cindy Lou's not supposed to be in a porn movie. No, she doesn't have the she doesn't have the nose. They they didn't they ran out of money for the nose, but they did a good job on her hair. You know, the and, nose uh, might have just been too much in the in the creep department. Yeah, it, it the more was. the more infant like just one step of infantilizing this character, and somebody should have gone to jail. Well. <laughs> You know, she does have to have some lines, and she says, you know, I just don't have any Christmas spirit. Christmas and, cheer. Yeah, Christmas cheer. I don't know what to do. And, well, I, I, apparently she's kind of sweet on the Grinch, and they both need some Xmas loving. Uh, apparently the Grinch has a spigot of Christmas oh, cheer. Oh, my on goodness. And what follows is... 
what looks like someone is getting fucked by a green shag rug with, with the occasional <laughs> out of it. <laughs> with the occasional dialogue of oh my Grinch falls <laughs> and and it, it's at this point when they're when they're going at it that uh, yeah, gosh yeah she's she's riding the Grinch okay there's no other way to put it she's on his lap Santa like. And you see these green full-length pants, and all of a sudden, this pair of just white balls. And and I kept thinking that this that this looks like Oscar the Grouch. This would be like Oscar the Grouch inviting someone into his trash can and and doing it with her. And and they're going at it. And of course, what happens? Mom and Dad who come down the stairs, and instead of getting upset. As they probably would. At first, they seem upset. They but they're do. They're only upset because they're doing Christmas cheer wrong. Yeah, well, they say, Cindy Lou, this is not ladylike of you. At least they tried to get a little uh, Dr. Seuss rhyming in there. And mom and dad explain uh, Christmas cheer to them. And they join in. And, Christmas uh, cheer apparently in Whoville is doing it doggy style. Let's yes, it is, it and way. you can hear Mama proclaim, "That's a good who. Look yeah. at you." Yep. And that's pretty. And scene. Scene. Thirteen <laughs> minutes, which is which is about you know all you can probably take of well, long a enough. one yeah. trick pony, but but it was a. Fun little romp down a wonderful Christmas tradition like the Grinch. And uh, if it's erotic, you're a weirdo. But most of the money was spent on making it authentic and surreal instead of erotic. So points. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely points on the. Uh, I don't know if I wanted it Grinch. to be too erotic. No, I just can't get. I can't get that that scene out of my head with the the long green furry leggings and the pair of balls try. and he's going oh my grinch balls <laughs> yeah we're, go we're gonna try right now we're gonna go oh. we're gonna we're well, gonna swing over to another whole whole holiday i don't know how we can go from such happy christmas memories of you know watching the grinch on tv to you found probably the I did oh, find I did find a couple couple lesbians playing with a menorah. Or not with a menorah, with a dreidel. With well, dreidels. You, you found the the just horrible, horrible now are we good? This is the the, the horror right? I found it, it was yes, this is well we we'll see. Part three might be a little horrible too, but this this uh, part is yeah, this part is definitely uh home some homes part ones and three here had some production work put into them. They were made as films. This one is someone with their camcorder. And a, little Blair, a little Blair Witch. A little Blair Witch um, <laughs> steady cam action going on. I mean, yeah, it starts off... Somebody, starts... Somebody's bedroom, you know, they've set up their camera on a tripod. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Naked. It's like part one through four. So I'm like... We're okay, going to yeah. see someone naked, and I can see that there's someone naked in the picture, and I can see a menorah, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be like, and they're short videos. They're like a couple a couple minutes at the most. They're like a minute 30 or a minute 40. So I'm like, 
Alright, it's gonna be like naked news, naked lighting of the menorah. At least that's something, right? That's something yeah, yeah. Hanukkah like. So okay, we got that. So so I'm gonna watch it. And it's a uh, yeah, a larger let's just let's just say I hope you like stretch marks. Cause boy oh boy. You're gonna it's a it's a larger lady and she is lighting a menorah. But she puts the menorah out, and that's where well, it takes you're a forgetting, turn. You're forgetting one of the most important parts. There were some uh, Jewish jelly donuts, yes, sufganyots, which are which are wonderful. They're they're eaten around the holidays, and they're just a big deep fried jelly donut with with raspberry filling and and lemon filling, and and they're on a plate along with this little menorah. And here comes the fertility goddess woman coming in there and just, you know, you had sent me a little text saying, hey, watch this. It has a surprise ending. And I was like, all right, uh, whatever. It takes a so, turn. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she, you're looking at it going, all right, I'm not sure where this. Whoa. whoa I think whoa, the whoa. donuts might have given it away maybe to some people. But yeah, yeah, but I was not expecting that. Take, take it from there. What happens to the. Uh, to the old menorah well i i guess once you once you light a menorah i guess you got to put it out and usually i think when people put out their menorah they put it out with a little candle stopper you know those yeah, little bell, bell sure yeah a little bell like thing on the end of a stick but she's got a more inventive way a more porn hub way let's say of putting yeah. out the candles and that is with her her hanukkah peepee Yep. Yeah, and, and from a standing, and let's give her credit. She does. She does not, from a standing position. And most people would be like, "Ooh," because you think you'd have to, as a woman, you'd have to just stand over the flames. No, no she shoots him over. She she I, uses I her hand as a guide and didn't even and know you could do puts that. it out like a regular fireman. It's it's yes. Pinaka, and and God, I really wish that she had gotten all of the candles. But the second day of Hanukkah candle was still lit. I don't know if this was if she's like some sharp shooting gun shooter and left that one there on purpose, because the, I I said all right maybe she'll blow it out or maybe she'll just leave it alone. But the way she put out the second day of Hanukkah candle, I I didn't even know that this was possible. I I'm gonna have to leave this up to you because you picked this one. Go ahead and explain to our to our audience how she put out the last day of Hanukkah candle. I I'm I I'm I'm gonna have to have you refresh my memory on this one. Oh my god, she she fucking splooged on it. She rubbed herself for about two seconds. Wow, I done. missed that one totally, what? dude. I totally missed that one. Yeah. She rub she was rubbing on herself and all of a sudden this I saw a vibrator turned up at one point. Oh, I saw a vibrator, but I, I missed that. So she squirted. So there was yes. some squirting action. Yes, she did. She she did. And and so now she has a urine-filled plate with, with jelly donuts and a menorah. And in my mind, I'm going... Oh, okay. So I saw the end of this. I missed. Okay, I must have fast. I must yeah. have started this a little towards the end because I know what's coming now. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll, she lifts I'll... up the plate, 
and and I'm, thank God it doesn't end like yeah, you think it's gonna be because I thought that's going into a cup right now. Somebody's oh, yeah. gonna be doing some drinking because she like lifts up the plate like, here it is. But fortunately for everybody, I guess she just tips the plate and lets it like drain off like from around the donuts and onto I guess onto the floor or wherever she or or whatever she had to collect it and that, it you, just was. You never see her face, and I can't imagine why. Um, <laughs> uh, you never see her face. She definitely has some issues. Yeah, and, it's. Uh, and, I mean, I wouldn't show my. I, I imagine it would not go over well at Temple. No, no, the rabbi's not going to be too happy. The rabbi's not going to. The the rabbi's. If the rabbi's seeing this, he's going. Oh, thank God, I don't see the face. <laughs> you're you're going to be going on an extra long kibbutz. If, uh, if if this is if this gets out, and uh, yeah, it, you know, if this gets I, out, I'm divorcing you. That's what he says. Look, I know a lot of Jewish people. I live in a Jewish neighborhood. Maybe this is a tradition. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask. If I had one to bet, friends. I'd say no. But <laughs> not an expert. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, come on. I mean, you can't eat shellfish. Maybe maybe this is how they put out the candles. Maybe this is a la our world famous Mormon girls. It might be. Uh, it we, might be an ultra sect. You know, we learned the secret of the Mormon girls. So maybe maybe this is how they actually put out their their menorahs. Yeah. I don't know. I have a feeling she might have a little hostility towards the menorahs. A little, really. You, yeah, I, I'm sensing that through psychological uh, analysis. I think maybe <laughs> her. Video. I, think, I think maybe her. <laughs> Maybe her body had a little bit to do with her uh, hostility because holy cow! Well, yeah, or not? Or she's not yeah, shy. No, she's, well, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely <laughs> not shy. I mean, it's I, not, I seem abashed about it. So at least she didn't take a drain a lot of there and try spinning that around. But uh, nope. If, but you can find lesbians having lesbian sex and playing with a dreidel but it's not a sp it's you know it's it's no. like the it's like the christmas ones it's like hey just chuck a dreidel in there and 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 it makes it hanukkah it does not no this, <laughs> this one this one at least makes it a hanukkah video but and whatever it's here because <laughs> three three minutes long at least it's no it's yeah they're 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 they're, they're parts one through four they're notable they are yeah. notable videos, so they made it into the show. You're gonna have to oh. go back and watch that scene that you fast forwarded through, for God's sakes, because uh, that was the uh, that was the most uh, that was a shocker, man. That was a shocker to me. Now I'm I'm also the, I've been meaning to make this dis, not, not a disclaimer, but just to to our to our listeners. Uh, hopefully you already know, but like if you're going to be going to visit these por porn sites, get yourself a nice anti yep. anti malware program. And uh, a lot of people go like, oh, well, some of these sites are really big and stuff like that. Well, my my anti malware picks up. <laughs> yeah, it like picks up things uh, so that there's there's almost no safe space. So if you, they know. Whoever, whether it's the porn site or someone maliciously using the porn site, they know where to go to find people. So yeah. have your malware program on. Have your, you might as well throw your VPN on for good measure oh, in case some, some you have some sensitive job where someone might want to 
blackmail you someday because yeah, you, you're watching Hanukkah P videos. Yeah, take take it for, into your because safe room. Dario and Chris sent you to to P land to watch a video. I, I swear to God, honey, this isn't something I want to watch. It was from a podcast. I just wanted to see what they were talking about. Yeah. Watch it in your safe house or or something. I watch it on your burner phone or something. You know, your burner computer after. Yeah, you your burner computer. Burn, All of you have burner your, computers, right? I mean, just <laughs> bury it. Do whatever whatever ritual you have to do, and be thankful that you did not eat the jelly donuts. That was my biggest fear that she was going to to eat the jelly. Yeah, donuts. that's and, usually what happens with jelly donuts. And they, they looked really good, so I'm thinking, well, maybe they looked really not, good at first. <laughs> well, then I'm thinking, well, maybe there's not too much pee on them, you know. But no, she dumped the pee off the plate, and it was they were ruined. Definitely ruined. You're not going to want to eat those jelly donuts, but somebody but, is. But Mazeltov, man, to her, and, uh, and hey, that that that's uh, that, that was something else because I when uh, I had just finished, I was just had sat down, and uh, and she sent me the uh, email. Hey, watch this one. It's got to have. It's got a surprise ending. It. All right, put it on. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, at least it's not fake like, you know, two girls in a cup. This, this, uh, pretty much, uh, yeah. That was fake, but it was effective for sure. Yes, it was definitely effective. And this was, uh, this, this was, uh, you know, it's a beautiful religion. Don't get me wrong. It's beautiful. I mean, hey, they, they make good food. And, um, and, uh, by no means am I, uh, Making any derogatory comments about anything because you know we could probably find. Hey, nobody just... got hurt. Nobody yeah, got nope. hurt except and the jelly donuts, which made her, me feel her, real bad because her bladder did not stretch out. It was it's healthy <laughs> to not have your bladder. Everything, stretch out. everything else was stretched out, but the bladder was uh, right. definitely fine. Right. Amazing, guys. You know what? The female body still amazes me to this day. To this day, what 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 you can do. Even more so after this video. Oh God! All, All right. right. Well, what 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 was next on your uh, roller deck? Well, okay. So now now it brings us to the 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 gem of the the lot for sure. This is this is what we're winding up with. This is our this is our true. This this was some true Christmas porn, yeah. Santa porn. Kind of similar to the Grinch in a lot of ways, whereas it's, it was a full production. Oh, it this had one, everything. Oh, yeah, and this one's an old one. I I uh, use the use the search on X, <laughs> the 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 not sketchy sounding website at all called xhamster.com. <laughs> I went there and put in vintage Christmas. And uh, as I looked down, there was only one in black and white that looked you know that looked like it was you know a Super Eight. Oh, Stag I can film. see you now going. That's the one. That's the one. Interesting. It's called a little Christmas tale, and you would think it would be T A I L, but it's actually just a little Christmas tale. T A L E. Well, it, 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 I believe it was German. We we uh, we were trying to figure it out. I didn't really. It was the, 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 a... the, the dialogue cards, it's silent, so it has dialogue cards. They're in a foreign yeah. language that 19, German. 1950. And I saw what they were going for. They were going for like the silent movie error type of, uh, type of um, you know, format where. It's, it's the night before Christmas. 
just a little bit like a little bit more religious. Yes, I can't <laughs> I can't remember the the Christmas carol that was playing in the background, but it was a famous it one. Was it was Jesus Jesus Joy of Our Desire. Yeah. How many? How a couple of? <laughs> how a couple of bars? Where is it? I, 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 uh, I, anyway, it was. It, I think it was, it's the one that goes dum 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 dum. It was playing in the background, and uh, 1950. I'm gonna say it was German. From from it looked German. Uh, it it was you know it it was an you know Werner Herzog type of. Uh, uh, wonderful black and white now it starts off with you with a with a plastic santa a guy a guy in a plastic santa mask which is almost as creepy as the grinch a very european so. looking santa mask yes. it's a, like very, a krampusy mask yes, it's a very much so and so one of the worst things you can do to an actor is put a mask on his face because you have to figure out other ways to get your emotions across which he usually did by Rubbing his beard and going, hmm, or putting his hand on his forehead, going, hmm. Uh, so you know, he uh, there, there's a girl sleeping. I guess she was sleeping on the couch, and and here comes Santa. She was diddling her fiddle, is what she yeah, was yeah, that's doing. what it was. She was, she was, she was diddling herself. She was playing the slots. Uh, Christmas bush, you could have trimmed that tree down there, you could have put ornaments on it because this. Is 1950 Germany? You know, my grandfather used to say, "Yeah, you could get a girl for a Hershey bar after the war." You know, <laughs> and this is definitely what we were looking at here. Uh, you know, and Santa, Santa loves it, but Santa all of a sudden realizes that she's being naughty, picks she's up her hand, gives her a little slap on the hand, and shakes his finger at her and goes. No, 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 no. And uh, it, it kept reminding me of maybe of It's a Wonderful Life, you know, uh, that type of uh, yes. black and white and old house. And Merry Christmas, Bedford Falls. Merry Christmas, you big old shaggy bush. Merry Christmas. And and uh, and then she 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 feels bad that Santa caught her, you know, trying to rub one out. And uh, so she starts to. um confess to santa like santa is you know someone you can confess to telling santa all of her sins and all of a sudden fade away to her upstairs with her lesbian lover who um is in bed and she's trying to put the moves on her and the lesbian lover is going nine nine might might not be a lesbian lover she might just be her mother (laughs) yeah it might be her mother i don't know who it was well she's she looks about the same age but they put glasses on her and a sort of mother hairstyle on her but she's she's sort of she's she's definitely wrestling her off Oh yeah, we are looking at a rough and tumble cat fight. It looks like, but finally, you know, they they get along and they have passionate, rough and tumble, wild west type of rolling around, whatever the hell they were doing, bushes, scissoring, or I don't know what the hell, and and then you know all of a sudden, poor Santa, he's listening to this and he can't take it anymore, and all of a sudden, out comes Saint Prick. And but it's a wooden phallus that you can see out of his pants is like popping up, you know, 
and and he's rubbing it listening to this well this remember just before this is where the angel shows up yes yeah after that and just you know, sort of looks over the whole thing and goes nope and then leaves nope. yeah the angel <laughs> the angel comes in out of nowhere and this is not a victoria's secrets angel this is just you know your typical angel with the, some wings she looks at santa and goes santa you can't do this type of stuff and santa you know of course feels bad and then the angel disappears she looks and, like the woman at the Columbia Pictures. Yeah, exactly. So a little bit like the, the 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 Statue of Liberty. So Santa now knows that he cannot do anything to this girl because he's Santa. And then, so what does Santa do? Well, at first, I thought Santa... They're doing a lot of stop motion where they'll stop the camera and something will appear. I thought it was a floating dick. <laughs> I was like, Santa's done a magic trick and brought her a, a, a floating dick. Yes, he could put anything in that bag of, of presents. It could be anything. But, but then they move it, and I'm like, oh, I can see the stick that's keeping the floating dick up. They were pretty cheap. And then I'm like, no. It's not. It's part of a machine. It was like a saddle with a bar running through it, and then a dildo on the back. Looked like it was carved from wood, and then a crank on the front. Yes, it was like sort of the machines that they have nowadays that people hook up to like like reciprocating saws and stuff. It's something that I could mechanical. It was like almost like a bike pedal that you pedal on the front with your hands, and the dildo moves on the back, and he and Santa hooks her up and and gets her going, and then we get lots of reaction shots of of. Santa like he's at a tennis match. Well, you know, the machine, I think I actually saw something like that in Michelangelo's journal. I, I, uh, I, I, I you know, right there designed from the, Apparently uh, it's a thing. the Renaissance, yeah. you know. It was functional. <laughs> oh, it, it, well, it's German ingenuity, ingenuity, you know, fuck the Knudgen or whatever you want to call it. So, so, uh, you know, and again, That's quite you see a piece that, of machine. That's not like something you hide under your pillow or in the no, nightstand. No, no. I mean, it's quite a piece of of gear. <laughs> she, I mean, most people ask for. A, I mean, Santa did bring a doll out at first, but I guess that's what she asked for Christmas for. Santa, please give me the German fuck machine three thousand, and maybe some razors so I can save my gigantic pubis, which is you. You are you get a couple of shots of of some. German 1950. I keep coming back to the German 1950 Bush, but this this was even bigger than the uh, turn of the century. Uh, the oldest porn we watched, Bush, which which was pretty big. This was this was a uh, post-war humongous. I got no time to shave. I have to pick up damaged building bricks. Yeah, my power is in my bush. Yes. I must never cut it. Yeah. So you know, Santa. Poor Santa. He's just. You know, Jolly Saint Prick is just watching right now, and she's you know using her little Flintstone machine to uh, to you know to satisfy herself. And then guess who comes back out of nowhere? The only other person there is the angel. It's, it's the angel. She comes back, and Santa can't he can't take it anymore. Santa finally just just goes up to the angel and. He, he tries to, you know, to finger the angel. And, of course, the angel has a big old angel bush. And he takes off her cheap wings. It isn't even made out of tinsel. It's just a regular bush. Nope, but, nope. Yeah. And Santa just goes, just 
just finally start can't spreading hold it the anymore. Christmas cheer. Yep, spreading the Christmas cheer with the angel, and all of a sudden, it just it you're. Uh, the last card comes on the screen, and all it says is "slut." Well, yeah, it's after a shot of the girl's ass, the exhausted yeah. girl with Santa's mask stuck over her ass, yeah. and then the then the title, final title card, "slut." Yeah, very odd. Merry card. Christmas. Very <laughs> from you know. Beat it. <laughs> you, you expect a, a director with a monocle and a little writing prop going, "Yes, that that's it. That's it. That is my vision." That's the problem of having our Eat It and Beat It Facebook pages that we do have an Eat It and Beat It Facebook page if you guys ever want to check it out is we can't post this stuff up no, on no, no. It used to be we used to I used to be able to send you links to them at least in the instant messenger and uh, and we could go to see them but now Facebook won't even let us do that anymore. Wow, they've got some new algorithm that yep, just picks that out. It, it just I, I tried to send you a couple direct links and they were like, "Oh no." No, okay. no, 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 no. Dear dear listeners, that will not stop us from getting you the quality quality information and entertainment that you need. Yeah, you We gotta, will hunt it down any we'll way tell you we about can. it. You got to find it on your own though cuz yeah, we, we cannot provide you with the links. With the burner computer. So whatever you're going to do, um, definitely uh, make sure that, you, um, that you're in the right frame of mind to, to watch this one here. But I know, eat it, full of Christmas cheer. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh. And some spiked eggnog. Lots and lots of spiked oh. eggnog. I would say I would say unless you uh, unless you're a hardcore you might want to skip the the menorah video and just go for the Grinch and Santa Claus this this year. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that, that's uh that's enough. The, un, unless you really 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 have been naughty, then go ahead and go to the menorah. I'm saying if you if you're going to dip your toes into into holiday season porn, Christmassy porn, and we're going to Siskel and Ebert it. I'm giving thumbs up to the Grinch and a Christmas uh, a Christmas tale. <laughs> or what yeah. is uh, a little a little Christmas tale and uh, a thumbs down to uh, <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to the XXX rated but, Hanukkah part one through four. <laughs> well, I am All glad four or five it... minutes of it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I can't believe you missed a money shot. It's like when you're at the movies and you can't, you have to go to the bathroom. I can't so believe bad it either, you did. but you know what? I'm glad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> that you did too because it's like when you go to the move, you go to the bathroom at the movies and you come back and yeah, Luke, uh, Darth Vader was his dad. You're yeah. like, oh, damn except it. I come back and she's pouring a plate. Yeah. <laughs> Pee off. <laughs> Only the best. That's what we're known for here. From uh, from the gangbang of last month to the urinating on uh, jelly donuts. So, so uh, that's I still it. enjoyed that better than the gangbang. Oh, absolutely. I I I still feel dirty from the gangbang. You yeah. know, but the, the, we 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 promised a lighthearted, fun romp on this month's show, and. Uh, yeah, we gave you as close as we're going to get. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Warm and fuzzy holiday feelings. 
and I do mean fuzzy if you watched that last uh, video. So there, there you have it. Uh, the um the eat it uh, the 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 beat it holiday special you know um in, uh, enjoy it wrap it up put it on the yep. back of the tree so that it's the last present there and hopefully you can unwrap it when everyone not, is asleep okay not to be confused with the Star Wars holiday special no no which is a totally it's different not, <laughs> I couldn't find any Life Day porn either so oh yeah, you look go. oh my God that would have been great. I know there's Star Wars porn out there. I just don't think there's any Life Day porn. It would probably have B. Arthur in it anyway. So. Oh yuck! No. no and no, Harvey no, no. Corman. God no. But and Art Carney. Oh God, you had to bring that up. You know. Yeah. I have to say, and this might be getting a little off topic, but when I was a, I remember watching that when I was a kid, and. And I don't remember like totally. Hate. I remember the only thing that, that I actually really remember was the cartoon and for some reason when the stormtrooper went into the little lumpy's room and broke his uh his little uh doll that was what is that it was a uh, what are the tuscan raiders ride what are those animals called oh Shaggy bantha. Elephant. bantha yeah he for no reason broke the little kid's bantha and i said Man, that sucks i felt really bad yeah it, merry it, fucking life day yeah, you break Gary Coleman's fucking banta, and 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 fuck you, man. I I I'd rather you know pee out a menorah than fucking. I remember the cartoon that. being worth it. It was worth it for the cartoon. Delivered enough Star Wars juice to me, and the rest of it was just so it was sorely disappointing, just because it was like, oh, it's gonna be like another cheap holiday special, which there were plenty of those in those days. So. Well, yeah. there was actually a porn scene when when the uh, grandfather Wookie had that. Yes, there video. was. That was pretty freaking dirty, you know. Like I hell that got by the censors. That pretty steamy right there with with old Itchy. Itchy, mm -hmm. yeah, Itchy was getting down on that yeah. man. Itchy's, so, in, yeah. Itchy's down with the inner species getting down. Fucking life day, man. I bet Itchy would like that pee video for God's sakes. We'll we'll run it by him. I'll uh, I'll tell I'll hit Art Carney with him, and he'll bring him a data tape of it, and he can uh, <laughs> check it out. I think Wookie lifespans are long enough that Itchy's still around. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get Itchy on this shit. Itchy porn. That's what I want to see. Wookie porn. Did you even look? <laughs> did, did, did you even look up Wookie porn? I didn't because it isn't Christmassy, but it's on the it's on the radar now. No oh, God. Well. There, so there. coming soon, folks. There's a new Star Wars movie coming out, so maybe you got that coming. Maybe you got that uh, to look forward to. <laughs> no, that and take that Christmas stocking down. Take it to your room. Put whatever it is you need in there, and Fill that uh, stocking eat, a, up. <laughs> eat a jelly donut. And uh, very, very merry Christmas, and God bless us, everyone. God help us. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> I'm going to go to Dunkin' Donuts and grab myself a jelly donut. Ho, ho, ho. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. 
Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. I remember when I was a little boy. Little girls was bad as shit. Boys was too. All the mama had to do was tell them motherfuckers, Santa Claus is coming. And suddenly they would come little angels with little halos. Yeah. You better make a wish. You better take a ditch. Keep your pussy dry and I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to time.